0: Hey everyone, welcome back to the second episode of the Bite of Tech podcast. I'm Caitlin Stanton.
1: I'm Amna Mugle
2: And I'm Logan Bansel. This week, we're going to be discussing our current summer internships, how we landed them, and our experiences as interns so far. So
1: stay tuned in to learn more about how we landed internships at Lyft, Waterloo Undergraduate Student Association, and HiRite, as well as how to navigate remote internships during this pandemic.
0: It's best to start with uh, where we're all working this summer, so I will go first. I am currently a hardware engineering intern at Lyft Level 5, which is their self-driving vehicles division. I have never done autonomous vehicles before, so I was very excited to get a look at this very new field of self-driving cars just because no one really drives around in a self-driving car. my project this summer is focused on neural network accelerator chips. So neural networks are used in the car to identify what's around it. So saying, oh, that's a sidewalk, oh, that's a person. And then the accelerator chips are meant to accelerate that process. And I get to talk to chip companies, learn more about their offerings. And then I'm also benchmarking, so testing a chip on the side to learn more about like how effectively it runs these machine learning models. Um, I actually got this internship way before the pandemic. I got it back in November. So I thought I was going to be in Palo Alto. I'm most definitively not. I'm in my high school bedroom in New York City. Um, And when the pandemic struck, I was immediately told it was going to be a virtual internship, which was interesting. And I was actually very grateful for it just because I knew a lot of my friends, their in-person internships had already been canceled. Um, And then later, I learned that it was going to be shortened. Uh, and that was mainly just because no one's really taking lifts um, or any other uh, ride hailing uh, apps are being used right now. So they had to shorten our internship uh, to make sure that the company uh, was not spending way too much money. Uh, and even though I'm, I'm quite sad that my internship is around a month shorter, uh, I'm still very grateful for the fact that I'm be, I'm able to work uh and have something to do, and then also have something to do that I have never really touched on before, which is machine learning. Um, so that, yeah, that's a little bit more of a look at what I'm doing this summer um, for now, at least for the next two weeks.
1: Yeah, it sounds awesome. Um, so I am Amna and I'm currently interning. This is my first internship. I just finished my first year in university at the University of Waterloo in biomedical engineering. I think I'm gonna touch a little bit about what biomedical engineering is to give a little bit more context. Um, so biomedical engineering, the way I like to describe it is that when you're creating like a biomedical device, like let's say um, a prosthetic or something like that, there's so many different components that relate to so many different um, disciplines of engineering. You have electrical components and circuits, you have hardware pieces, you have even mechanical pieces, maybe 30, 3D printed parts. And then you also have to put the whole thing together, as well as there's software pieces in that too. So as a biomedical engineer, you need to have um, good knowledge in all these various disciplines of engineering so that you can be the person to communicate with an interdisciplinary team to create this biomedical device. Um, So you need to be kind of uh, an expert in all these different areas. So biomedical engineering in that sense, our program is super general in that we learn so much about different types of engineering, which is why a lot of biomedical engineering students have, waterloo really get to explore different career paths and some people are working as software developers some people are working as biomedical engineers electrical engineers hardware engineers designers um there's a whole variety of things so in that sense i applied to a lot of different jobs when i was playing for internships but as of right now i'm working as a front-end developer and designer at highride so highride is a startup It actually started in Waterloo. um, And it was started by some university students. They came up with this idea for a ride sharing um, application for students so that you can carpool with students um, to get home. And uh, they actually pitched on Dragon's Den. And uh, since then they've come a long way. And we're working on a lot of different applications um, aside from HiRide, which is the carpooling app. We're working on a um, like social media and gaming application called HiQ. We're also working on um, some different stuff in terms of like COVID-19 um, and other applications also that I'm, and I'm kind of part of all of these different projects in some capacity. So I work as a designer, front end developer, but I also help sometimes with the business side of things and I just kind of do whatever needs to be done in the sense that it is a startup. So your work is very unpredictable and it's not just what your definitive role is. You're doing a lot of different things within the company, which is something that I value because I learn a lot about um different aspects of running a business uh, alongside the technical aspects of it too.
2: Awesome, uh, I'm Logan, uh, and I'm also a second year biomedical engineering student from Waterloo. That's kind of how Omni and I know each other. And so this summer uh, is also my first internship and I'm spending it as a web applications developer at the Waterloo Undergrad Student Association. So, um, I applied for tons of internships and I was really happy when I landed this one because a lot of work that we do sort of revolves around looking at different applications um, or student applications uh, that Waterloo has, for example, their voting system or their club system. And so what my role kind of is uh, in the company is to look at these different systems and uh, sort of improve and redesign the user experience and the user interface because a lot of these uh, applications are a little bit outdated and so they just don't look as attractive and don't have uh, great usability so that's kind of what I do and you know in a few projects that I've worked on so far would be um, like redesigning our school uh, school's um, math society website because um, there was a lot of really good information on there but again it was just a little bit outdated and they were looking for a fresher perspective on things. And currently, we are working on redoing the school's club system as well, because um, in the past, uh, the way for students to join a club would be through word of mouth or attending the clubs fair. But uh, what our hope is, is for them to be able to, you know, easily join clubs uh, using an online system. So I've been working on sort of designing how the user flow would look for that and things of that nature. Those are
0: both really interesting. Uh, and I honestly, a thing that I'm kind of curious about is, so both of you, this is your first internship. Uh, and obviously, when you think of internships, you don't think of uh, working from home, being remote. Um, and I know in, in the case of you, Amna, you're working slightly in person. Um, so I'm kind of curious just to see like how your expectations of an internship have differed Versus your
1: current experience right now, uh,
0: in terms of like the logistics and like the work you're doing?
1: Yeah, for sure. I think so. Sometimes I work from home, but for the most part, I'm in the office. It's different in the sense that there's a lot less people coming to work, uh, obviously, given the pandemic. So um I think it would have been nice to meet everybody in the company and everybody who works there, but um, there's only a few of us that come in. But I you know I get along with everybody, and uh, they're all very good people. Um, but yeah, so sometimes I work from remotely from home, but not very often, but I think working remotely can be definitely challenging because there isn't that distinction between your like home life and your work life. So it's easy to uh, get caught up on either side of things, um, which is why I like to go into the office because it really helps me be a little bit more productive and it helps me just get my work done. And I also, I like the routine aspect of that, um, which is why I choose to go into work rather than work remotely.
2: So my internship is completely remote, um, like yours, Caitlin, and so it's a very different experience from what I expected. I was like like apartment hunting, ready to, you know, move in to Waterloo, like ready to attend my job on campus, but then I found out that it was going to be remote, and so I was kind of back at home, um, and it's a very high school vibe. It feels like I'm kind of back in high school almost. And yeah, so it's a very different experience, uh, where basically, I'm just kind of on my desk all day. And it's, it's a lot more flexible, I feel because I don't have to go into work at a certain time. Um, it's kind of like I make my own hours and I can get the projects done kind of at my own pace, which is um, a little bit nicer. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's a little bit harder to find that motivation. So I definitely try to, you know, set myself a routine and try to wake up at a certain time so that I um, have like a mindset to do work. And then, yeah, that's kind of how my <laughs> experience has been.
1: Is, so the other thing with the startup is that uh, my hours are very flexible, too, and especially given the pandemic. Uh, there's a lot of flexibility in the times that I come to work, time that I leave at work. So it all really just depends on what I have to get done, which I like to, um, it's not very really like a nine to five kind of job. Some days I come in at like one, some days I come in at 12. It just really depends as well.
0: That's pretty crazy. Cause at least for me, so this is my fifth internship. I've had a lot of internships. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've been, I've been interning since high school. Uh, so in high school, I did a couple internships, uh, one for Built by Girls and then another one for IAC, which is uh, like a company that owns like Tinder, ask.com. Um And yeah, so those were in New York City. So like I was I was living at home, but then also like going into work. And then when I was in college, I got intern- an internship at Girls Who Code, um, which was also in New York City. So I lived at home again, like commuted to work. And then the past two years, I've kind of gotten a taste of the like, quote unquote, Uh, like silicon valley like traditional software tech internship where you go to the west coast you uh like live with a bunch of other interns uh you have go to intern events and um you're pretty separated from your family at least in my case Mm -hmm. because i went to uh qualcomm which is in san diego california and then microsoft which is in uh redmond washington near seattle Mm -hmm. um and Yeah, I think the interesting thing for me is that I've always had this separation between work and home. I've always had to go to the office. I've legitimately never done work from home that wasn't schoolwork. Uh, And and even in college, my schoolwork is primarily done on campus. So like normally my home environment is to uh, watch Netflix and go to sleep. And (laughs) for me, I know that I don't ever want to associate my room or my like a sleeping environment with stress from work and so it's very strange to like right now I'm standing at my desk and it's it's like a foot away from my bed uh like there's there's literally no escaping the fact that I'm going to be working from home and I'm going to be like pretty embedded in my bedroom um so I think it's in i think it's 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 complicated and especially when you for me like I'm working on a com- like a hybrid between East Coast time and West Coast time. So I do start later than I normally would have, but I also end later than I normally would have. And I also like knowing that the rest of my team, it's like 3 p.m. when I end work uh, or like almost four. I, it's very hard to tear myself away from my work computer. And so I've I've made, I've taken steps to make sure that like my work email and my Slack space are only on my work computer. So then when I close it, at 7 p.m. I'm done. I am not <laughs> responding to anything. I'm not doing any other work. Um, but I guess that's the luxury of a of nine to five in that it is roughly nine to five. Whereas like, I think Amna, you, you once told us that you had like meetings at 10 p.m., which is insane. And if if Lyft <laughs> told me I had a meeting at 10 p.m. Eastern, I would have been like, yeah, no, that's not, gonna, <laughs> that's not going to happen. Um but it's I think it's something that people are learning the hard way where it's it's nice to set your own hours, but it's also very hard to set your own hours. And like you were saying, log in, like stay motivated. Um so I guess like in term to kind of segue, like yeah, what kinds of routines have been you have you been using to stay motivated, stay productive during the workday, and then also keep you kind of um mentally healthy during the workday depending on the amount of stuff you actually get done?
2: For me, at least I really like to wake up early as if I'm going to work. Um, I know like my hours are flexible, but I try not to wake up later than like, like 730 or eight so that it's like, okay, now it's working time. <laughs> and <That's so> early. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. But I feel like I feel like I get a lot more work done um, earlier and I I lose motivation when it's like midday. So I'm like, if I start early and end early, I think that works a little bit better for me. And also um, something that really helps is waking up and uh, separating like sort of my home life from my work life. So changing into like work clothes. Is actually really helpful, because um you know, I'm in the mindset of like, okay, now it's time to work instead of like just hanging out in my pajamas all day um and not doing anything <laughs>
0: um, I guess it's it's like a double edged sword for me, so a lot of I kind of joke with my friends that when I have an internship, I spend maybe like thirty percent of the time messing around, and when I say messing around, I don't mean just like. Uh, watching Netflix and sitting at my desk instead of doing work, I mean like going to lunch with interns or having coffee chats with different employees or going to intern events. So basically like I spend thirty percent of my day like not doing work. Um, i'm I'm more experiencing the company, I guess to kind of see like how I like it. Um, and so by removing that thirty percent, Theoretically, you would think I would be more productive because it's like, oh, Caitlin, you don't get distracted if people come to your office or uh, there's a fireside chat in 20 minutes. Like, you don't have to like skip out of working on like a feature to go to this event. Um, so like that's that's like an interesting part of it where it's like I have more of my day kind of dedicated to doing work, but then on the flip side, um, it means that. I spend less time interfacing with people. So I I right now I'm living at home with my my parents and my siblings. So I'll see them in the middle of the day when I grab lunch. And then I'll see them if they come into my room occasionally. Um, and it means that I have less time to interface with my team. I don't necessarily have like team lunches with them or one-on-ones in person. I don't get to see them in the lab space and ask them like, hey, how's your week going? Or something like that. I have to be really Proactive in reaching out to people on Slack saying, Hey, like I'm an intern. I notice you work on X, Y, and Z. I want to schedule a 15 or 30 minute coffee chat with you to talk about whatever. And so I need to be kind of pointed in my interactions to make sure that not only am I reaching out to people and kind of getting a more well rounded view of Lyft but then also making sure to respect other people's time because now you're spending a lot more of your time in meetings uh, because you have to sync, you have to uh, get updates on what the company's goals are. Um, and so me scheduling like a 15 or 30 minute coffee chat might be a little bit hard for them to work into their schedule. And so I want to make sure that they're not just saying yes to it out of politeness. They're saying yes to it out of the knowledge that I'm going to get something out of it and they're going to get something out of it. Um, so yeah, it's, it's complicated, <laughs> essentially. There's good and bad things to both of it. And there, there are days where it's better, where I'm like, wow, I'm interacting with a ton of people. I get to hang out with these interns after work uh, over a Google Hangout. Or, oh, wow, we had a really cool fireside chat with the co-founders of Lyft. Like Those days are great. But then there are days where I don't see anybody over video call for my team, and I just am like on calls or um, working on like my projects all day and I'm just kind of I'll leave the work day I quote unquote leave the work day so close my computer and I'll feel like wow that day just flew by and I didn't talk to anybody and that's that's definitely a a different work experience than I've like ever had before
1: and I think though that 30 or 20 percent of your day where you're kind of experiencing the company is almost just equally important as like the work you're doing because I think company culture is such a big factor in making work fun and exciting and motivating as well. I think where I'm working at right now, High Ride, um, there's a huge emphasis on company culture and we have like weekly socials and events and it's just a, a really friendly community. Um, we feel like friends more than co-workers, I would say. Um, so that's what I really value about going into work. Um, and that's what keeps me sort of motivated throughout the entire process. But I think that's something that Remote work, it's really hard to integrate is having that, you know, experiencing the company, experiencing, getting to know your coworkers and stuff. So I totally get that.
0: Yeah, especially because with internships, it's kind of a chance for you to jump around between jobs. Like I've had different roles. I've worked at different companies. And so for me, it's like the work is always going to be interesting because it's a new project. It's a new technical stack. um, But it's more about kind of what you were saying, Amna, the people um and the company values and do they hang out with each other do they have work opportunities um do they have a career development series where I can learn different skills that aren't relevant to my project um making sure that for me I have a well-rounded work experience is super critical and like yeah being remote definitely like Lyft is trying their hardest but it's it's not the same at all
2: yeah for sure like I know um one nice thing that uh, the Waterloo Undergrad Student Association is doing is trying to organize um, like weekly or biweekly like staff socials. So for like an hour during the workday, we'll all just like do like a little phone scavenger hunt or something. And sometimes that can actually be kind of nice. Uh, so they're, they're trying hard to incorporate <laughs> these um, like social events into remote work. And it does make it a little bit better.
0: That's actually really cute. Um, I tried doing something similar with the lift turns, is what we call ourselves. Lift turns. <laughs> it's very cute. Um, and it's it's honestly it's been a really good skill to acquire to be that person, you know, that person who organizes the events, the person who's like, hey, does anybody want to join like this lunchtime Google Hangout call? Um, and yes, it means that my name pops up more in the Slack. Uh, and they don't know me in person, so they're just going to see me as that girl that keeps popping up in the Slack constantly. Um, but that's why I kind of said that it was a double-edged sword to be working remotely because I am gaining skills where I feel more comfortable reaching out to people that I don't know and getting on those Google Hangouts with people that I don't know and, and having productive conversations and establishing some semblance of a connection as much as you can, like over, (laughs) over a video call. Um. And I, I think it's, it's nice because now I know that if I do need to go remote, obviously it's a little harder when I do hardware engineering, um, like it, it is something that's a possibility, but it also gives me a, a more appreciation for people. Cause I always like to think like, oh, I, I love being alone and doing my work and keep my head down and just focusing. Uh, but if I don't interact with people for a certain amount of time, other than my family members, uh, it, it it's not fun, <laughs> to put it uh in in a single word.
2: Yeah, I think it's it's really great that you're being so proactive and organizing these like uh like hangout meets and everything. Um, I think it's a really great way for other people in their internships to also organize stuff like this to keep them you know connected to different people in their work.
1: Yeah, because I'm sure maybe some interns are definitely be scared to do that and reach out and create those events. So that's really great for you know just create an event, be proactive about it, because um, you never know who else might be also interested. And I think uh, more times than not, a lot of people really want to go to these events, but are just too scared to start them themselves.
0: Yeah, that's that's a that's a really important point because I feel like um, you're not like you don't get your hand held during internships, but they they make a schedule for you, right? They'll have. Um, speaker sessions and they'll send you to baseball games or they'll say like oh we're going hiking together and so you know that it's organized by like the recruiting team for interns um so but when it's virtual it's like okay who's going to be the first person (laughs) to join this google hangouts call and who's going to be the person to wait while everybody else joins and like the way that i look at it is like yes it's awkward if it's just two people on the call and you don't know them Um, and yes it's kind of awkward if you Uh, like message the whole intern group and you're like hey is there anybody joining the google hangouts call but worst comes to worst like they'll they want to they just might not have the time or they might not have the emotional bandwidth to to handle a conversation with a new person Um, and like the worst situation is just like no one joins which yes it kind of sucks but Like, at least you put yourself out there and at least people know that you're kind of open to those new connections. Like for me, for example, I changed my um, Slack status on almost all of my Slack workspaces to say up for a chat. Um, So people know that if they are like scrolling through the directory of people uh, and they just want to talk to someone about just random stuff, uh, I can be that person for them. And I've had so many random conversations with interns or other people on Slack workspaces um and it's it's kind of replicated as much as possible what like an in-person internship could be um just from the comforts of my own home and definitely at hours that like intern events would not happen which
1: is fun (laughs) yeah so do you guys have any more tips to help people sort of navigate these remote internships um and kind of balance that work and home life
0: yeah. So for me, um, especially since my internship is shortened, um, it's it's been important for me to keep track of what I've been working on and what my goals are for every day. Um, obviously, my manager is aware of the fact that I have eight weeks to do my project. So she is fully um, tuned in to the fact that my work may not be is not going to be as complete as a 12 week internship. And she's told me that's totally fine. Um, But for me, I personally just want to make sure I have as much of a learning experience as possible that I uh, deliver as complete a product as possible, and that I also leave enough documentation for the next team member to work on it. Um, Because I know that whatever I finish is not going to be 100% done, right. So making sure that I kind of leave it off in a clean way uh, for the next intern or next employee to take it up is really important. So what I've been doing is keeping an intern journal uh, where every day I have a document where I add um, meetings I've gone to, insights I've gotten from those meetings, action items, um, if I have a specific task that I'm working on. So for example, the fact that I'm reaching out to chip companies. I'll list out, oh, I reached out to these people. These people got back to me. I spoke with these companies. Here are the notes. Um, and when, especially when I have syncs with my manager or other stakeholders in my project, I'll have questions written down and highlighted so I know the next time I meet with them, I can ask those and have those top of mind and um, that's really nice because during the day i get to look back and see oh did i find a really good resource um or oh i had this bug like let me make sure to document it so other people who have this bug know how to handle it um or oh i realize i have a block that means that like i have to take an extra couple days to finish this and i have to let my manager know so reminding me myself of that um so that's really nice and then also at the end of the day i make sure to take like five to ten minutes to go through all of those notes. So it's like a page or two. It's not like a, it's not like a novel. But I make sure to go through those notes to say, okay, the my main action items for the next day are to read these articles, are to email these people, are to test out these machine learning models. Um, so I have kind of relevant tasks in mind for the next day. And granted, I might not finish all of them. I might finish more than just that. But it gives me a chance to kind of scope out my work. So then I, especially since I'm working on multiple projects, um, it means that I can, uh, it means that I can ensure that I'm spending a relatively equal amount of time on both of them to end the summer with finished deliverables.
2: Mm hmm. For sure. I think it's also really important um, when you're working remotely to kind of take breaks throughout the day, instead of just staying glued to your desk, like every once in a while, you know, walk around the house a little bit, um, grab a snack or change up your setting. Like sometimes what I like to do is instead of working just at my desk for like a little bit, I'll migrate over to like the dining table or something. And that change of setting actually really helps out. And um, I think it's also really important to sort of establish um, like good communication with your family members, because um, it's not like work, you're sharing your space with everyone. Um, And it's like you said, Caitlin, before, like people, you know, are coming into your room and and you're not you don't always have like um, personal space. So it's important to kind of talk to everyone and make sure uh, like if you have meetings or something, um, everyone kind of knows to be a little bit more quieter and stuff like that. That's critical, honestly, because
0: y'all can't see, but I'm standing in one half of my bedroom and the other half is shared with my sister. And so she uh, is out of school. She doesn't have an internship or anything. She's just chilling in her room a lot of the time. So making sure that she knows when to put in headphones because I'm talking with a chip company or syncing with my manager um, or telling my parents like, hey, don't move these curtains uh, behind me, separating my room from the, the door. Don't move them inside this time frame because I'm, I'm talking to an imp- important person and I can't have you interrupt um, is, is very important. But on the other side, uh, a lot of the people that I have talked to they're very understanding if they see like my parents' head pop uh, <laughs> into the frame. Uh, if anything, my manager sometimes has been like, hey, I think, uh, I think your mom's asking for something, or I think your brother is motioning behind you for something. Um, so everybody's kind of aware th- of the fact that you might have unexpected visitors in your call, but I, trying to keep it to a minimum is, uh, is crucial, if you want to be productive especially. So I guess Amna, since you have a kind of different experience working um, at like a hybrid style, in-person and remote, how how does your workflow change between remote and in-person? Like do you have to separate what you can work on not in the office versus in the office? Um, like kind of how do you handle that hybrid of work environment?
1: Yeah, so I think uh so I don't work remotely too often. I work, I think like a week remotely. Um, but during that week I had a lot more work to do. So it was almost nice to work remotely because, you know, my work is more like I have things to do and projects to do, and there's no definitive like time where I have to work on it. I just have to get my stuff done. So, um, during that time, it was nice to actually work from, work from home because I had more time because my commute takes some time and just getting ready in the morning for work. That takes time coming home all and there's traffic and stuff. So it takes some time out of your day where you could be productive. So when it's kind of busier and there's more stuff to do it's nice to work from home because you know you can really be flexible with the hours you work so sometimes I was working late into the night um, or earlier in the morning and that depended but what's nice about going into the office is that it's so easy to collaborate with others if I have a quick question it's really easy to just kind of like you know tap the shoulder of the person next to me and ask them about like how do I do this or do you have any advice or can you take a look at this and what do you think and ask for some feedback and it's just it's way easier there's less friction required versus like reaching out to somebody on slack or like trying to set up a call and stuff um and then it's like was it even worth that one thing you had to ask them which is what I like of going in person is because it is my first internship I want to learn a lot and um I think that like an in-person experience really lends to that so that's why I like to go into work but in terms of sometimes when there's less work to do at work um like if you're at home, you know, you can work on other things if if you don't have work to do at the time. But in the office, it's a little bit more difficult to sort of find things to keep yourself busy, which is I think that's the main difference. But I honestly, I really like the in-person experience because of that feedback element, being able to reach out to people, ask for help way easier. You know, I don't know if if this is, I mean, you know login is your first internship too, but like when you don't know how to do something, how do you sort of go about that in a remote way?
2: Yeah, for sure. I think, um... It's definitely a little bit harder to um, like interact with people because of the remote thing. But what I like to do is um, schedule kind of like constant um, check ins with my uh, manager. Uh, like every once in a while, I'll be like, "Hey, uh, so I'm working on this bit of the project. Do you want to hop on a quick call? Give me some feedback." Or any suggestions? Do you think there's something that I could be doing a little bit better so that um, as I progress, I'm, you know, not, uh, I guess, as I progress, I'm, you know, making the project better. Um, And so, yeah, like scheduling check-ins is a really nice way for me to um, connect and receive feedback.
0: I think it's interesting, Amna, that you mentioned friction um, for the process to get feedback, because that's definitely something that I experience it's it's very easy to walk up to your mentor manager and say like hey I have a quick question and then they'll just be like oh yeah this is this is what you should look at or uh yeah we can sync for 15 minutes to talk about it right now um whereas over slack or uh any other like messenger platform that your work uses you kind of look at your question as you're typing it right and so I think for me I'll I'll hesitate from sending it to my manager. So I only have a manager. I don't have a mentor. Um, mo- some people at Lyft have mentors. Some don't have mentors. So my manager is both my mentor and my manager, which is nice because it means I get to interface with her more, but it also means that I get to bother her with questions a lot often, more often. Um, and so sometimes I'll look and have a block. I'll be stuck on it for 30 minutes, an hour, and I'll start drafting up a message to her asking her like oh this is the situation what should I do and I'll look at it I'll look at her calendar I know she's in a meeting or she I know she's at the lab so she's working on something in person and like I've been to our team meeting, so I know that we're trying to bring up a bunch of different pieces of the car um and I'll hesitate to send it because I'm like oh I can't bother her you know um like I know she has a lot of stuff to do but I think something that's important to keep in mind is that especially as an intern or as a new hire, uh, asking questions is critical. And even as just a general employee, as- asking questions is critical um, because how else are you going to get stuff done in effective in an effective way and also learn from others around you? Because most of these places, um, you're going to be interfacing with experts in their field or at least people who have had more experience in the industry. So that's always important. Um, and then like, it is important to make sure that you respect those people's time um but if anything they can just ignore your slack message for the time that they're busy or uh they'll message you back and be like hey i'm a little busy right now i might respond to this in a little bit um but like having that communication and having that open dialogue with regards to problems you're having is is uh i keep saying the word crucial but very crucial uh (laughs) because otherwise especially if you're working remotely um and especially for me, my timeline is shortened, I need to get stuff done quicker. uh, And I need to make sure I have proofs of concepts ready for my manager for every sync. And if I don't have something done, um, and it's all because I didn't ask this one question, uh, then it won't reflect poorly. But it won't look like you're taking advantage of all the resources around you, um, which like as an intern or as an employee in general is really important um, because no project is done by yourself. It's done with a team.
1: I think also as like, I work in a design capacity as well. And so it's super easy to start designing some UIs or a wireframe and go really deep into it and designing all these components and all these things. And then if you don't have that kind of feedback through the whole process, you can go really deep into a project and then have to scrap the entire thing and start over because it's not what um, the company wants or it's not what is the best for this project. So having going in person is really easy because I can kind of start working on something kind of develop a small you know like a little prototype show it to my uh team ask for some feedback and then if it's not what's you know in line with our vision you know we kind of go back and change it quickly versus I think remotely it's really first of all hard to understand your, your design space what they're actually asking you to design and um getting that kind of frequent feedback just so you're not going super deep into something that is going to ultimately not be used at all
0: yeah that's why I think log in at your frequent check-ins with your manager and like for me my Every other day, check-ins with my manager uh, really help the workflow because then you could ask questions, make sure you don't spend like a couple days on a, a portion of your project and then figure out you have to scrap it because um, not only is that a waste of time, it's also you put a lot of effort and probably emotion into that uh, and then learning, oh, wait, it's useless is kind of kind of sad.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think that's very important. Um, I was hoping to just switch gears a little bit and talk about maybe things that people can do if they weren't able to land an internship this summer because I know it's been definitely um, a lot more difficult because of um, COVID and um, like working remotely. It's just been so much harder for people to find internships. And so uh, do you guys have any suggestions as to what people could be doing with their free time? So for me, What I would first emphasize
0: is that like getting an internship is important, but if you didn't get one, it's not the end of the world. Um, As long as you're taking your time this summer to learn something that's important to you, whether it's for your career path or just for you personally, uh, that's what you should spend your time doing. Um, So just keeping that in mind because there's especially in the tech world, there's always this push to get internships every summer, and especially um for I think Waterloo, you have to do a certain number of internships to graduate, right so it's like that push to have to constantly be doing internships like it can it can kind of be negative uh on your mental health, so just keep keeping that in mind but as long as you're spent you're spending time on something that you're passionate about and are using to grow in some facet uh then you're then you're spending your summer wisely uh for me. I have been working on a couple side projects. So uh, like right now, I'm developing an iOS app and I'm mentoring a couple teams as they develop their own app and their own Arduino product. Um, So side projects is a thing that you can really focus on. So if there is a specific technology that you want to work on, so maybe for me, I'm a hardware engineer, so I wanted to learn how to do iOS development. I don't learn that in school. Um, So taking the time to work on that, or um, maybe if you have an idea with your friend or colleague about a product to make, going through that, like learning how the product cycle works and how to design it and how to implement it and do user research and user testing. Like that's, those are all skills that are really critical, especially if you find yourself in a field where you're going to be working on a lot of independent projects or in a startup or more entrepreneurial space. Um, So side projects is one. But then also something that I've discovered, even though it's existed for a long time, um, I've discovered for myself is Coursera, uh, and I guess like Udemy and probably other course offerings as well online. Yeah, they they have um, some are paid, but some are free. And so I've been taking a couple courses on uh, like self driving, the science of happiness, machine learning, and The the first part, it's free for a lot of them. Obviously, if you want to pay to get a certificate or take a more specialized class, uh, that's your prerogative. But taking a free course to kind of listen to the lectures and review material is really helpful, especially because a lot of the tech-based ones have projects that you can do on the side or assignments you can complete on the side. And being able to say like, oh, I worked on this machine learning model as part of this course. uh, Like, yes, it doesn't always carry the same weight as a college course, um, but it doesn't cost as much. And then also you can it gives you insight into maybe other fields that you want to go into. So then maybe you figure out like, oh, I do want to take a machine learning course when I go back to college or I do want to do a more uh, in-depth side project in this field because I took a Coursera or Skillshare or Udemy course and really enjoyed it. Uh, so those are my two uh, ways that I've been spending time outside of work and plan to spend time outside of work once my internship ends, because I have a month of summer after that, uh, side projects and online courses.
1: Yeah, I think inter- the goal of internships, if you really break it down, is, you know, first of all, to learn. Learn about, you know, your profession, learn about new skills, and just gain new skills, right? And then the other aspect of internships is to um, network with people and, you know, grow your circle in terms of your connections and things like that. I think both of those things can be done without actually having the internship itself. You know, you can do that through, first of all, you can gain skills through, again, as mentioning, taking online courses, but also working on side projects. That's how you can gain those relevant industry skills and use that for the next time you apply for internships. Alongside that, networking can be done through LinkedIn and these virtual platforms as well. Connecting with other interns, learning, meeting people who are in your industry, talking to them, getting these coffee chats with people mentorship experience as well. So I think, again, yeah, not having an internship is not the end of the world because you can get the same values that an internship would provide without actually having that internship. You just have to be creative in how you go about getting these um, and being productive as well. So I think that's, yeah, there's only so, t- so much, t- you have this unique opportunity with this pandemic is that you have time, you have time to do those projects that you never got a chance to do, you have time to learn those skills that you've always been putting off and you have time to, you know, make friends and grow connections and network with people that you didn't have time to before. So really utilize and make use of this unique opportunity in your life, which is that um, luxury of time that we don't really usually have.
0: Yeah. But also on the flip side, I, I did this. Don't overwhelm yourself with too many things, um. because I think for me, as soon as I heard that everything was virtual, I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to have so much more time because I don't have to commute. I don't have to uh, hang out with people. I don't have to hang out with people. I don't get to hang out with people outside. Um. And so I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to sign up for all these things. And then you start to realize as you get into it that like, oh, podcasting, for example, takes a lot of time. Developing an iOS app takes a lot of time. Um, And it's important to make sure that you also take time for yourself to be a vegetable, you know, sit and watch Netflix or like bullet journal or go on walks um, or sleep in. uh, So that like at the end of the day you are learning these skills and having these growth opportunities, but that you're also making sure that you keep yourself like physically and mentally healthy. Um, because I know for me, I'm, I'm very susceptible to burnout. I I just overextend myself very easily. Um, and it would really suck if on top of the stress of a pandemic and, uh, racial injustices and all that, uh, that, I don't give myself enough sleep or leeway to get stuff done. And I end up burning myself out during the summer, like not even during the school year, like during the summer. Um, So that's also something to keep in mind as you try to do these like side projects and courses and networking opportunities just to keep yourself kind of good physically and mentally.
1: Yeah, I think before I landed my current internship, I didn't know if I would have an internship for the summer. So I started getting all these, I was getting nervous in the sense that I was like, what am I gonna do now with the next four months? Um, and how am I going to keep myself productive uh, for the next recruiting season or whatever? So I started planning all these things out that I wanted to do, and now now that I have my internship, which I'm very grateful for, and it's been a very amazing experience. But um, I really wanted to work on my YouTube channel. I started getting this podcast going before the internship started. Um, and work on a few other side projects so again I think if you don't have an internship that's completely fine it's completely okay to not have an internship because you have so much time to do maybe the things that you love or the things you don't have time for um, on a regular basis because I know it's, it's very hard for me just right now keeping up with maybe having a YouTube channel or you know getting this podcast going um, so you know I wish I had a little bit more time to do these kind of things but you know it is what it is. <laughs> With that, it is time to end our second episode of
0: the podcast. We hope you all enjoyed listening to our summer experiences, working from home, our tips for if you don't have an internship right now. Be sure to follow us on Instagram I, at Bite of Tech Podcast and at our website, biteoftech.ca. And stay on the lookout for more episodes focusing on getting internships, how to stand out during the application process, and how to weigh
1: internship offers. Uh, in the future. And if you're interested in any episodes that feature specific topics uh, you guys are interested in, please feel free to reach out to us on LinkedIn or on our Instagram or on our website and let us know more about the things you want to hear about.